Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 5th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Rumors spread last week that the libertarian economist Javier Milei may be offered to join Juntos por el Cambio, Argentina's main opposition coalition that ruled between 2015 and 2019. In fact, on Thursday the 28th, the coalition had a tense meeting to discuss this and other matters. In the end, they ruled out the alliance as only a very limited number of members thought Millet's views were compatible with the ones of the party. After this decision had been reached, Millet said that he would never join a group that had been responsible for failure, making a reference to the economic issues that surged during the previous administration. Among the leaders who are strongly opposed to the alliance with Millet is Huhui province governor Gerardo Morales. After the meeting, he said that Millet would only divide the space and that Juntos por el Cambio is the only Republican, liberal, and non-anarchic alternative to defeat the government in the next election. And speaking of Morales, the governor took part in a ceremony last week to launch the harvest of 35 hectares of medicinal cannabis. This is the largest plantation of its type in Latin America, and it's managed by the Huhui-based state-run firm Canava. Some 80,000 plants will be harvested, which will help increase the production of CBD-10 pharmaceutical-grade oil. This product is commonly used for the development of medicinal alternatives for people suffering from refractory epilepsy and other conditions. From cannabis to soy, the Argentine biotechnology firm BioSears Crop Solutions Corp., scored a big win on Friday the 29th as China approved imports from them. More specifically, the company will export the HB4 strain, which is a drought-resistant type of soy. After news broke, BioSeer's shares saw their biggest jump in the past year at 18%. But while some companies have enough produce to export, millions of citizens rely on food banks to get by. Since the start of 2022, food prices in Argentina have risen at least 20%, rendering more than 4 million people unable to buy enough food by their own means. It takes a network of public and private organizations to feed them, including independent activists who establish their own comedores, where people in need can get their supper for free. Also as a result of the increase in prices, the use of credit cards for those who have access to them has grown significantly, with lots of shops offering three, six, or more installments without interest charges. Credit cards can be an effective way to beat inflation. Even the use of debit cards grew by 23% year-on-year, while the withdrawal of cash from ATMs decreased by 5%. This may be due to the inconvenience of carrying more and more bills every day, as the highest value bill right now is 1,000 pesos, which is equivalent to 5 U.S. dollars at the parallel exchange rate. 
On that note, a new report by the Association of Automotive Dealers revealed that automobile prices soared above the annual inflation rate. If we take the value of a small car, which last month was about two and a half million pesos, about $13,000, and the average salary of 74,000 pesos, a worker would need about 36 months of wages to buy a vehicle. In the last 12 months, the value of the reference model showed an increase of 71%, while salaries only increased by 55%. Perhaps that explains why the average Argentine woman now gives birth to less than two children. According to recently published statistics, in 2020, Argentina had the lowest birth rate in its history, which fell to 1.5. Two decades ago, Brazil, Chile, and Uruguay had lower fertility rates than Argentina, which was around two children per woman. Today, Argentina has a fertility rate similar to Spain or Italy, and it is even lower than that of Sweden or Norway. The number also varies according to age groups and economic segments. Studies confirm that the level of the mother's education is indirectly proportional to the number of children. Speaking of giving birth, the government presented a project to extend maternity and paternity leaves. The initiative, which must now be debated in Congress, aims to progressively move towards equal distribution of care. That means that paternity leave, which today stands at two days, according to the law, will move to 15 days in the first year after the law has been approved, 30 days in the second, 45 days after four years, 60 days after six years, and 90 days once eight years have passed. Since we're talking about parents, on Saturday the 30th, the mothers of Plaza de Mayo commemorated the 45th anniversary of their first march in front of Casa Rosada. If you're not familiar with this human rights group, it was formed during the last dictatorship with the goal of finding the desaparecidos, the victims of enforced disappearance. They have been trying to find out what happened to their now adult children who were abducted during the 1970s and 1980s. The efforts of these mothers, who the military used to refer to as crazy, led to convictions for crimes against humanity for thousands of members of the security forces. Nowadays, the group still exists under the leadership of Ebe de Bonafini, who remains close to Kirchnerism and has expressed her support for Hugo Chavez, Evo Morales, and Fidel Castro. To learn more, you can check out The Mothers of Plaza de Mayo, a 1985 Argentine documentary film directed by Susana Blaustein Munoz and Lourdes Portillo about the group. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Also on the topic of film, an Argentine series won multiple accolades on Sunday the 1st at the Platino Awards. We're talking about El Reino, titled in English, The Kingdom, which tells the story of an evangelical vice presidential candidate who has to fill in as presidential candidate because his running mate is murdered mid-campaign. The Platino Awards were held in Madrid, and they honor the best of the Ibero-American audiovisual world. If you're looking for more entertainment this week, you can also check out 
Buenos Aires' famed International Book Fair, opening its doors to the public for the first time after two years, the fair runs from the 28th of April to the 16th of May at the La Rural Exhibition Center in Palermo. The Buenos Aires International Book Fair is probably the most popular book fair in the Spanish-speaking world. Every year, more than one million readers and thousands of editorial professionals visit it. This time, at least 100 international writers will be in attendance. In other words, it's definitely worth a visit if you're prepared to deal with huge crowds. And you know where you'll also find big crowds? At the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, of course. This week, FIFA informed that among the 23 million tickets requested in the last round of sales, Argentina's group stage matches are among the most sought after. Those applications are coming from Argentines, but also from people in Brazil, England, France, Mexico, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United States. For all matches where the demand exceeds the number of tickets available, the requests will go into a random lottery. Before we go, remember to be safe and get a COVID-19 booster shot if you're eligible now that temperatures are dropping and windows are getting closed. While hospitalizations have not shown significant increases, the number of weekly cases is slightly on the rise. So watch out for that. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We don't want to put ads in these updates, so tell your friends about us and avoid commercials that you already have to bear in other podcasts. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana. <laughs>